0: Well, it is Oscar Monday. That's a thing, at least on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. It's the Colleen and Bradley show with me, Colleen Lindstrom, and Bradley Trainer, And uh, we've invited our friend Paul McGuire Grimes in to talk about the Oscars. Paul McGuire Grimes, you know him from Paul's trip to the movies and also the All Things Streaming podcast. Um, because you are a critic, because you saw a lot of the movies that were being honored, we thought the best thing to do was, uh, you know, critics got a critique. Critic.
2: Critique.
0: critique I think Thank you. Yeah. So we no, asked you, got a we brought you in to like critic some stuff. Critic some stuff out. Yeah.
2: It's critique. <laughs> what did you think of the broadcast overall as a, a piece of performance?
3: I thought it was a really fun um, ceremony. I thought that there were some great pieces about it. I don't feel like it went on for too long. And I say that only because I feel like they've been longer or more boring in for past sure. years. There was a lot to celebrate throughout the night in terms of the presenters that we saw, the clips that we saw, the movies that were nominated, what was being said throughout the whole night—there's a lot that I got behind.
2: What did you do? You like the bits? There were a couple bits. Uh, there was the the thing where they they went to a, a screening of A Wrinkle in Time and surprised them with some celebrities. Uh,
3: I, that's the one of the bits I'm kind of mixed about because it takes up a mixed lot bits. of airtime. It's mm-hmm. a mixed bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wonder because there's the cynical side of me that wonders how much of that was pre-taped pre-planned out. Oh, interesting. Technically, because A Wrinkle in Time isn't out yet. So, like, what kind of a screening was this
2: that they I'm went? Sure to? It was totally taped. Which I'm
3: sure it was maybe taped. And then, now that you
2: mention it, I hadn't thought of that, but now I that mean, you say that, I'm like, that it may you not wouldn't, be. But like, you wouldn't want like, what if everybody freaked out? You again, what do we know?
0: Nothing, Nothing is real. real everyone everyone smokes.
2: smokes. Ding ding. Yes. Winter winner, so Chicken. So that's
3: that's where my head wins And I also thought, you know, are we doing this just to make it an internet meme the next day, or to quote unquote break the internet?
0: Trying to redo. Trying to like, redo like everybody. So it seems like everybody's always trying to recapture Ellen DeGeneres's selfie. Yeah. And that was sort of lightning in a bottle. That that I think they it, it's. I'm not saying they shouldn't attempt it. But, but this felt, this felt really flat for, for me, I'll speak for myself and felt like it went on way too long. Right, That's a
2: lot of the stuff that happened last night.
0: And I kept on thinking, what are they trying to buy time for? You know, and I get like a way to make it
3: not
2: as serious to bring some humor, Mm -hmm. some levity, just random folks into it. I think a good example of that was the jet ski thing. So to keep people from going on too long with their speeches, they you know offered up a jet ski like it was a game show for the shortest speech. And I actually thought that was really funny to I then have too. Helen Mirren be Barker's beauty yeah. to present this
3: jet ski. And then they then joked about it throughout the night or the people that would go and do a speech, they'd be like, oh, I want to get that jet ski. Let's keep it right. short. And I was like, okay, this is clever.
2: What did you think? Paul McGuire Grimes uh, were talking about the Oscars telecast. What did you think about, there were a couple of like montages that maybe were not something you'd typically expect to see in an Oscars ceremony. Somehow,
3: the montages, maybe the wins for the night, mm. they were way better than they usually were. I was almost in tears during one montage, this whole like 90 years at the movies, and it was just this celebration of film. Of course, there was a little clip from Stand By Me, which is my favorite movie. Oh, it's Almost a lost one. it there. Then you had Roger Ebert, my idol, talking about. Why we go to the movies and the importance of the movies. And it, it was just a celebration of the power that film can have over us as a unit.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm, I actually was really glad that they did some of those montages because so often we are so focused on what is just in front of us for the year. Right. And not all that is show business and how long this, you know, this this culture has been around and how long we've depended on. The movies to be our pastime. Right.
3: And I love when. The They were presenting the acting awards. We saw a montage of so many of the previous winners. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I forgot about that performance. Or I forgot about that person winning. So that's always great for me as the kind of an Oscar purist that likes seeing that kind of remembering. Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I think one of the things our audience may not know about you is that in addition to critiquing a lot of these movies and reviewing them for Paul's TripToTheMovies.com, Twin Cities Live and other outlets, <laughs> including your podcasts, all things streaming. You've got a long list. But, but thank you. Um, you plug. also have thoughts about other stuff so i gave you that long introduction and now i forgot what i was going to ask you oh the, you, <laughs> when you uh, watch the oscars you're doing it as a party you like go all out you've got snacks you've got ballots you've got bingo yes. cards
3: we do a pool so anyone that wants to enter the pool can then rank who they think is going to win? I didn't win this year. Mm, that's which is a bummer. Kind of bummer. to not win at your own party, but whatever. I digress. But it makes it such a fun night for all of our friends to come over. A huge table spread. I was doing Instagram stories throughout the night. I was tweeting like crazy, and it just is. It's just who I am. It's part of who I am. I've been doing it since nineteen ninety four, and then to see all the friends get together. And then what we also do is have people come over to watch best picture nominees to mm-hmm. then see how we all react to these movies and how some of some of these movies hit us. In one way, and others are like, that movie did nothing for me. Well,
0: let's ask. I mean, how did you, what was your general consensus around the room about The Shape of Water as the Best Picture winner? I mean,
3: I don't think people were all that gung-ho about it, and I certainly wasn't all that gung-ho about it. I appreciate the movie, and I really like it, but it it's a movie that did not hit me in an emotional way that other movies did. Mm-hmm. Like, Call Me By Your Name, or Get Out, or Dunkirk, movies that I thought were better, even The Post... And I think a lot of my friends felt that way too about the shape of water like there's an appreciation for the technical merit and what it how different it is but there's some there's something missing from it that we all kind of felt.
2: Can I ask you then why you think that it
3: won? I think we all I think many voters like escapism and that movie is so different and unique. Again going back to a sci-fi movie, we've had sci-fi movies nominated recently and somehow I think this one hit that But they've never won. They've correct? never won this like the, the Martian time. never won or Gravity or uh, District um, Dis- uh, District 9, yeah. Avatar, none of that won, but somehow this one I think there's that personal feel with what Sally Hawkins' character goes through and I think it's If you didn't want to vote for something that's topical, like Three Billboards or Get Out, this Uh, was escapism and a lovely romantic story that was just different.
0: That is a really interesting insight, um, because I think there are a lot of question marks today around why that movie versus some of the other, you know, really viable contenders for Best Picture. And with the
3: other movies that we just mentioned, those were all somewhat realistic. And I say that. With like a clause, mm-hmm. the Martian, no one's going to Mars.
0: And like, get out. And, yeah. There was some, you know, not real stuff happening there. Right. But I think with The Shape of Water, you didn't have to
3: think about the science between the sci-fi. It was just, you could appreciate it for what it was. Oh, it was, that's
2: interesting. It, it was know? ideally, I mean, it's what science fiction should be. You shouldn't be thinking about the science. You should right. just be thinking about the story. Right. And that very the much fiction. is, a,
3: it's a great story mm-hmm. if you can get behind it. It's bizarre. Have either of you two seen it? No, No. Um,
0: I can't. I'm. I have. We saw Get
3: Out. Yeah, right. And I was really championing for that one. We all were two in the room. Like
0: I think that
2: was the consensus. I didn't think it was going to win. Honestly, that's okay. I mean, I don't know what makes uh, the Academy decide what wins, but. Um, I just thought this is a great movie. I'm I haven't seen any other one, so it's hard to tell. But I would have been surprised had it mm. won just from the way people talked about it. Right? right. I did That's think I, you know
0: I, know I I liked it was unique and different. It was something you hadn't seen before, which I think is the same case that people build. For the shape of water. Right. Um, but what what impresses me about your theory, Paul, is the fact that Get Out is far more commentary on the world that we live in and uh and, and, and that, history and present day. Right.
3: And there were these, you know, secret Oscar voters that would come out ahead of time saying that a lot of people didn't think of Get Out as a best picture nominee. They didn't take it seriously as mm-hmm. an Oscar movie because it's a horror movie and it's it's it is what it is mm-hmm. so that I think played against it too in a way
0: we are gonna uh, we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back you know in addition to knowing his stuff when it comes to movies that are in theaters now Paul McGuire Grimes is a bit of an encyclopedia <laughs> and uh, he also can appreciate some Oscar history so we've got some things to nerd out on uh, and we've invited you here to help us do so after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 107 We've retained the services of Paul McGuire Grimes. He's a resident uh, film critic, and uh, we talk to him every week about what's coming out in theaters. But because the Oscars were on last
2: night. We like to keep him around. And we give like a deep dive.
0: Exactly. So, this you. is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies and the All Things Streaming podcast. One thing that we wanted to mention uh, as we talk about the Oscars telecast is something that we were talking about in a very different way a couple years ago which is The diversity that we saw on stage this year.
3: There were so many great presenters this year that I think really brought out the diversity of who is working in Hollywood. Um, We had people that were paired up like Kumail Nanjiani and Lupita Nyong'o who got on stage and kind of talked about them being dreamers. And how she is from Kenya, he's from Pakistan, and kind of what they stand for. And then you had people like Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph come out. And now people want them to host the Oscars next year because they were so funny. And if people don't know, Maya Rudolph is married to Paul Thomas Anderson, Mm -hmm. who was a nominee last night. So seeing those two powerful women who are hysterical together was perfect.
0: I will allow it as long as... She does not wear that ugly dress again. Yeah, I was oh,
3: wondering what was going snuggie? on.
2: There. The Snuggie. The yeah. Snuggie that yeah. Maya
0: Rudolph specifically Also, was Tiffany
2: Haddish, you know, I love the cute story about her wearing the same dress over and over, but girl, next year you need to find a new dress. She'll, she'll bump it up. Okay. And I do want to mention Daniela Vega.
3: She is the first openly transgender woman to present at the Oscars. And it was her movie, A Fantastic Woman, that won for best foreign film. So it was great to see that representation on screen last night, too, if people didn't know. There who was she a was. lot.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of diversity. But the beauty of it, because I can hear a lot of people going, like, well, diversity what is like okay fine whatever okay. but here's the truth the truth is the diversity that was on stage last night was there sort of irrespective of the talent or res- do you see what i'm saying so they were there because of their talent right. but what's so beautiful about that is that it was a diverse talented group yeah mm-hmm. um it was not as i sometimes think people believe Sort of like let's put as many diverse people on stage as possible. It's because the films that were nominated because the things that were important this year in Hollywood all were represented represented a level of diversity that was just necessary. Like and if it you had to be there
3: some little kid at home who maybe not doesn't have access to these movies or whatever and you're 10 8 9 and you're watching the Oscars for the first time, second time and you see someone on the stage that looks like you mm-hmm. that could give you hope to think, "Oh, I could I could write my story someday right. and have that be up on the Oscars." Right.
0: And we really quickly do we it should not go without mentioning that Jordan Peele made history last night mm-hmm. as the first uh, African-American director to win for best director.
3: He won best screenplay. Screenplay, Sorry.
0: Yes. But he's one of
3: three people that's ever been nominated for producing the best picture, Mm -hmm. directing his movie and writing it.
0: Which is amazing. So
2: lots of history. um, But just one of the things that I marveled last night was she was the butt of the joke. uh, One of Jimmy Kimmel's jokes. That is Meryl Streep having like basically been nominated every year uh, for like the last hundred years. And so I went back and looked. That girl has been nominated uh I think it was 25 21 times, 21
3: 20? times. Her first one was in 1979 for The Deer Hunter and she's won three awards. The first was for Kramer versus Kramer best supporting actress in 1980. Sophie's Choice was for best actress 83 and then she won for again best actress for The Iron Lady in 2012, which is a great movie. So it's amazing. You, you like look at her all of her nominations. And you think all of these movies are so different. She's brilliant in every one. And then you're like, this must must be for every movie. And you're like, oh wait, no. When you actually go to her filmography, there's like even more movies in between all the nominations that she
0: does and cranks out. <laughs> Do you wonder if when she gets another nomination, she's just like, Oh good. Or like, you know, like most people are so excited when they're nominated for an Oscar. I'm sure she's still very excited, but it's a if familiar it excitement. Yeah. If it's well, just sure. like, you Which know. She's like,
3: I think then it goes against I, a lot of people now I think it's sick of seeing her nominated because mm-hmm. like oh it's a Meryl again she's nominated for everything is she even really good in the post actually she really is yeah it's and one again one of her best performances I in years
2: like, that's it's the, one thing that's that's to hate thing. on her for a particular role or something you don't like but you can't hate on her for the sake of being fabulous or for the sake of being that good like I'm sorry, it just comes off as you're, you know, you're a little insecure about your own career right. that you have to like poke fun at her for like doing so well. Like, why would you ever shame somebody for, um, you know, it's not like she has a leg up in the nominations. Like, they're like, oh, Meryl's in a movie, we got a nominator. Right. I don't right. think that's the way it works. I
0: also think if you're finding yourself in a category with her,
2: you're doing that's something That's big. Right. Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: That's another way I mean, to look when at it. I you're Saoirse
3: Ronan and you're in your yes. early 20s and you've got three nominations so
2: far... And now you're in a category next to Meryl.
0: I mean, forget I would it. Pinch myself. Yes, absolutely.
2: Uh, in addition, really quickly, one of the other things that you know, started of, there's just a lot of history
4: yes. happening on stage last night. And hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including calorie smart
2: A literal piece of history a woman actually older than the 90 year old academy awards was on stage kicking stretching and kicking (laughs) Eva Marie Saint and this is a woman who I had her picture on my uh, dorm room wall in college north by northwest so many movies we could go on and on and on but she was on that stage and looked great sounded great Mm-hmm.
3: she uh won the oscar in 1955 for on the waterfront best supporting actress and get this she was nine months pregnant at the time that she accepted and she got up there and she's like i may just have this baby right now and her speech was about 30 seconds like if you watch the youtube oh my click, gosh it's so fast you forget how basic the oscars were at the mm-hmm. time it was such a non-fanfare thing mm-hmm. and frank Snatcher, you know presented it to her and She's just as a legend. You forget that she is old Hollywood. Yeah, she worked with Marlon Brando, obviously in that movie. Carl Malden, and then she then she's doing Carrie, not doing Carrie Grant, but she's with well, Carrie Grant in North uh, Okay. No, they weren't actually doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, so. we're not. Um, in North by Northwest, and that that she's a living legend. That okay. is
0: okay. So she, still, so if we know that the Oscars are ninety, she's ninety three. Holy bananas! Yeah, and just, she does not look a day over eighty one. I'm just kidding. But she looks fantastic. Beautiful and amazing. Yeah,
3: A great spirit that On the Waterfront was her first movie. She did a lot of film, you know, TV and stage work before, but to go and win I'm asking for your first movie...
2: It's I know. Yeah, well, and there have been a lot of other old Hollywood people up on that stage that I mean, looked Rita like they Moreno. were five minutes. Uh, you know, oh. from the crypt. I don't mean oh. Rita, but like she, in, oh, in yeah. the past, right. people yes. have been up there, and you are like, oh, that oh, was not a good move, right? But we did have Rita Moreno last night wearing her like nineteen sixty two gown, which
0: do not hate because she's there were people. An EGOT.
2: She's phenomenal. Yeah, she's
0: huge. I am not huge, but she's amazing. And I saw somebody talking smack about her dress, and I thought to myself, uh-uh, na uh Not if Rita. you can still put. Yourself in a dress Although from ten headband, years ago, girl. I you're fine. And do the, the kicks headband. and uh, I don't care. Yeah. She looked good. West Side Story,
2: for you. Like that's my own issue. Ma- Paul McGuire Grimes, yes.
0: thank you for joining us and exactly. talking to a pilot
2: in the Golden Girls <laughs> a conversation that Paul would totally be able to have. I thank it. you for sharing you. that, Brad. Yep.
0: Well, thanks, Paul McGuire Grimes. When we come back, uh, we've got Lord and Lady D bag of the day on my talk 1071. Everybody's behaving badly. This is not a new thing. It's an everyday thing on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk107.1.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And here are your Lord and Lady Douchebag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, I'm real mad today oh, at really? the Daily Mail. Oh. I'm going to. I know I've named you them like a D bag before.
2: Be angry at them.
0: Well, they, they, you know, they make it so darn easy. Why are you angry this time? Okay, because of this headline uh, and and more. Okay. Trying so hard to prove she's feminist, she misses the apostrophe. Emma Watson is savaged on Twitter after displaying grammatically incorrect Time's Up tattoo at an Oscars bash. Now, that alone is irritating. But I also understand that they are reporting on the Twitter outrage about something that Emma Watson did. What I'm upset about and annoyed with is that that headline in some way, shape, or form showed up three separate times in the Daily Mail today Okay, about the same dumb tattoo that, by the way, if you look at a close-up, you can see it's not a real tattoo. It's like one of those ones that you order on the internet and she just like put it on with the washcloth and it says, time's up. It is missing
2: an apostrophe. Yeah, no, it is incorrect. That is fair. Um,
0: However, even if it were a real one, I am sure that we can all rest assured that Emma Watson is at a tattoo parlor today getting the apostrophe inserted in her I'm Time's Up that tattoo. I somebody didn't
2: like tell her. I mean, like, how did that work? Like, I'm, yeah. I got you this tattoo. She didn't go, uh, wait, that's, I mean, I don't know.
0: But here's the other thing about It's like three
2: articles seems a bit severe. It's
0: a, a little excessive and also completely takes your eye off of, you know, we've been talking about this a little bit about. How Hollywood has a tendency to kind of make hay out of something that doesn't necessarily support the cause that it's meant to support. So the Time's Up movement is a real thing. And now there are three headlines about a dumb fake tattoo on Emma Watson and zero Okay, that's maybe excessive, but there—I mean, that—that the, that is three headlines worthy, versus maybe some other things that actually have to do with the Times Up movement yeah. and moving Slow the needle say. on that. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I got a little outraged. Oh, get it about it. Get Thank outraged. You.
2: Also, I hope that is a temporary tattoo. But you don't know is it I know it looks like a temporary It does. I mean you can sure. see
0: when you look at the close up, you can see that film over it.
2: Yeah. Did you has she responded at all?
0: Uh that's a great question. Has Emma well, Watson uh mm-hmm. responded to her fake tattoo? I'm hopeful that she has
2: because come on. But she also might still be sleeping because it was a late night last night. I mean, yeah, she's got stuff going on in her life. Right. I don't see anything on her Twitter account. I was mm-hmm. just scrolling through to see. She doesn't mm-hmm seem to be a, a, a regular user of the Twitters, like once a week she'll tweet, so.
0: But, you know, it's funny, too, because she knows that there's a, an apostrophe in it. There's videos of her on her Twitter page wearing a <laughs> Maybe
2: somebody gave it sweatshirt. to her and she felt like she needed to do it, and yeah. you're like, okay, but even though there's not, and then, yeah, like, okay.
0: I mean, but seriously, three headlines. Thank
2: you, internet, for yeah. being a douche. Thank you, bag. Bye. All right, you want another douche bag?
0: I would love. Oh my god, I'm, I'm feeling short on d bags. Look,
2: you are. Well, I think Walgreens. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, uh, the internet is serving up another douche bag, and her name is Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, okay, what yeah, she She's a repeat offender. But here's the thing. But I want to give a, a um. A disclaimer with this particular one. Jennifer Lawrence deserves uh, an Oscar for her outfit and hair last night. She looked great. She, she looked fabulous. Yes. Um, but that's where my love for her ends. Because then I click over to Just Jared and I see the following headlines. Oscars 2018 moments not seen on TV. Go inside the events. Oh, yes. Okay. And there's all these pictures from the events. And then I see this. Jennifer Lawrence climbs over seats at Oscars 2018 with wine in her hand. <laughs> She's totally relatable, you guys. Oh, look. I'm Jennifer Lawrence. I'm just going to climb over the seat and I got my wine and I'm just going to be a every gal just like you because you're I'm just like you and you would totally climb over these seats at the Oscars. Hey, girl. Well, quick question. Yeah
0: do you know anybody in your normal everyday life who would even do that? What do you mean? Climb over seats like yeah, that. I mean,
2: yeah, who's sure. But, uh, if they were at the Oscars, absolutely. Yeah, right. 100%, that's what I'm saying. No, like, like if I, I go also to think see that's finding Shamu or whatever the movie is grinding my, Nemo is grinding what I believe Laurie, what
0: Lori called the shape of water,
2: uh, whatever movie I'm going to see in a theater. If, if you know, a friend, I don't do that typically because I trip. Because anytime I try to shortcut, you know, find an easier, softer way at life, Mm -hmm. I will trip and fall flat on my face. So that's why I don't do those things. I mean, it kind of is. However, when it comes to Jennifer Lawrence, this 27-year-old is seen grabbing a glass of wine and climbing over chairs, hiking up her skirt. Just like a gal, a lady gal who just gals around with (laughs) lady things and does average stuff like you and me. It's just so, and you can see on her face, she's like, "Ha, ha She thinks she's hilarious over. And you know what I want to say? Yeah. What? Here's what I want to say. Okay. You think we're stupid. You are a patronizing woman who looks down on the rest of us because you think you're being relatable. But can I tell you that the average woman person who's watching uh, the Oscar, or it, if you and I were at the Oscars, we're not yeah, average, but we're mm-hmm. averagey, mm-hmm. right? If you and I were, I prefer We day. would respect the Oscars so much. Oh
0: my gosh, are you kidding we'd me? We'd be like,
2: um, I can't climb over these. If somebody saw that, I would feel horrible. I would feel like disrespectful.
0: Also, here's and how the I average was raised. Person
2: would feel that way because that's how they were raised. Right. But it's so rude. Here's how Why I was does raised. that me? If
0: you are wearing a dress that is worth more than many people's homes. <laughs> You don't crawl around, you don't lift your leg, you don't climb over chairs. Like that's how I was raised. I was also frankly raised that in general, you don't act like, you know, a, a bull in a china shop. You I wouldn't have been uh I would it would have not been okay to climb over seats period. But fine, whatever, I'll give a
2: pass. So I also just I also think and I know people are just hating us right Whatever. now and I don't care because, you know, I love you. I just don't care about her. She's not one of my favorite. I've reached people.
0: burnout actually with her for the record, because I so, did used to be a yeah, total you used to be like,
2: oh,
4: because
0: I, I bought her stick. Taylor Swift, I thought... Jennifer Lawrence.
2: At least you've moved in the right direction. Long I've story, grown. long story short. Um, like, I want to be the kind of celebrity that Meryl Streep is or that like, like, I want to be. If you're a celebrity, be a celebrity. Right, right. Nobody right. begrudges you being platform. fabulous. Mm-hmm. Right, like you, you, you portray an image. Right, I, I think so. Or is that dead? am i just old school
0: uh, you know what listen i mean this is a larger conversation than we I mean, have the I'm time to have right now in the
2: middle of the theater cuz i'm relatable listen
0: i'm just saying that to me is a display of where our world is right now like it used to be and get with me on this it used to be that when you went and flew places you dressed up for that occasion yeah, you right? don't wear track now suits now you wear your tracksuit or you you roll out of bed in your pajamas and you know if you're lucky you get some actual shoes on your feet I don't know if you changed your underwear. Who knows? Who's wearing underwear? But there's like no respect for it. Save for the fact that you spent like umpty hundred dollars to sit in a seat that you can barely even, you know, move your arms in. I'm just saying this is where our world is. People go to the theater to see people act on stage and they're wearing what they mowed the lawn in. If
2: there is no difference between being a celebrity and my lazy ass on the couch we have lost something as a society. Exactly. Because I want... If I am going to invest my time on the couch watching a telecast, I don't want to watch my neighbors.
0: No! If I, I don't wanted, wanted to watch do that, myself. I would just get my binoculars I like I do usually. Facebook.
2: I would go on Facebook mm-hmm. and look at the dumb things that they posted. No, I want to see some glitz. I want to see some glamour. And for that matter, I want the royals to stop uh, riding public transportation. All
0: right. See... So
2: that's the thing. Now we've gone over
0: here to that. So we have to we have to cut bait before this Holly, goes do any further. you have
2: the we're old thing?
1: I uh, don't even know if we have that. It's yeah. so old we we're don't even old. have that. <laughs> I mean, you are old, let's face uh,
0: it. We did get this email from Sonia who said, I mean, this is the same <laughs> I, girl I that professes know. and is proud of only having a middle school education. Preach it
2: yeah. on J-Law. I think, you know. Whatever education you have is is whatever. Like whatever circumstances have brought you to where you are, you can still act like a human being with, uh,
0: yes, with human some class. tendencies,
2: some class, manners, manners.
0: Now, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need to unveil a brand new game. We're going to be playing every day at 145. It's called The Throwback Live at 145. Find out what it is. I promise it's going to tickle fun. your nostalgia bone after mm, this on My talk 107.1. Well, we can't wait to introduce you to this fun new game we have. It's called The Throwback Live at 145 on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk107.1.com. <laughs> My <talk 107>. One. <laughs> Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And here it is. It's the Throwback Live at 145. I feel the need, the
3: need, for speed. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother.
1: I love the smell of night pump in the morning. Oh, righty then. It's throwback, throwback Live. Oh, you betcha, yeah. At 145. Go ahead, make my day. Here's Holly Roberts. Thanks, Rocco. Yes, it's time for Throwback Live at 145. uh, We're going to play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three clips will win the Throwback Live at 145, and Bradley and Colleen will buzz in by yelling out their own first names. Yes. So, So excited. So excited. My name is Bradley. Bradley. Colleen, It it sure is. That's exactly how it's going to go. Now we have our first piece of audio for you. Again, this is a vintage pop culture audio clip. The first person to shout out their name and guess it correctly will get the point. Here we go. One, two,
2: one, two. Bradley, 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 Bradley. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Yes!
1: Yes. Yes. Now let's go back and listen to the full clip. You're right, Bradley. It is the Kit Kat commercial. One, two, one, two, three, four. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me up a piece of... The Kit, Kit Kat bar. bar. Congratulations, Bradley. That's the first point. Okay. In I
2: get so throwback. violent with my boys. I know, but you have to. At 145, you, you, have, you gotta, you have, gotta yeah, get it in. I, yeah, you
1: gotta get it in right, in order on, to get go. it out. All right, so get it here's, in, get it out. Here is our next vintage pop culture audio clip. Tell me where this is from. I hate snake shock.
2: i oh, oh, Bradley Bradley. Indiana Jones.
1: Jones. Oh my gosh, Bradley! That clip is good. Is Harrison Ford as
0: Indiana Jones from Raiders of Colleen, the Lost oh, I, I know. I feel like I, I was close- trying to find a Zen place, but you go
2: on. Good a luck zen with that. I, I had to move my tea across the table because I'm afraid I'm going <laughs> to spill Good idea. It. Let's
1: listen to that one okay. more time. I hate Snake suck! I hate him. That's right. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. He hates snakes. That's true. All right, let's move on to our next pop culture <laughs> audio clip. Deep, I, Deep I, breath. Deep breath. I'm trying to find a Zen place. All right, Colleen, okay, you find I'm a trying zen to center place. myself. Okay, go. All right, here is our next pop culture audio clip. Tell me, Colleen and Bradley, where this clip is from.
3: We continue to watch from Sky 11 this 1993 Ford Bronco. oh my you God, know, no, this, no, this no, is no, the. No.
1: Colleen, I heard oh, your gosh. name in full first. That, that is the O.J. Simpson cl- Bronco Chase. Oh, my gosh. Colleen, that is correct. I oh, that was is afraid <laughs> it was not
0: going to stay in the game. Go.
1: Woo! All right, Colleen, you're still in the game again. We'll play this vintage clip. It is from the Bronco chase down the 405 in Los Angeles in 1994 concerning one Orenthal James Simpson. We
3: continue to watch from Sky 11 this 1993 Ford Bronco. We do know that this is the vehicle that belongs to Al Cowlings, former pro football player himself, a longtime friend.
1: Of OJ Simpson. Oh my gosh! Okay, so again, right. just okay, to okay, reiterate,
2: okay. it's the best out of five, yes. uh, and so far we're three in.
1: We're three what's the in, score? and our throwback live at one forty-five. Bradley, you have two. Colleen has one. It is best out of three. You got to
0: get this one, honey. Wait, can I pause for a moment and just yeah. give people a visual of what's happening in the room? You can kind of hear it. Bradley is bouncing Running off in. the walls, <laughs> and I am trying to find a calm, centered space. Yeah, good space. luck with that. It's not
1: happening. Cause Okay, alright, fine. It's not happening. <clears throat> let's do it! Alright, let's do it. Okay. Here is our fourth pop culture audio clip in Throwback Live at 145. Tell me where this piece of audio is from. <laughs>
0: Colleen! Is that Harry Potter? Is oh! It- oh! 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 <laughs> Yes, Colleen!
1: Oh wow, this- well, I've never
2: seen Harry Potter. The-
1: this is Hedwig's theme oh from my gosh. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's right, Stone. Oh, oh my gosh! All comes Williams. down to this. Yeah.
0: My son is a been, real humdinger. My son has been playing this on the piano constantly. And I was for one moment I second guessed myself. Thank you, Ollie Lindstrom. Thank,
1: Thank you, you, Ollie Lindstrom. Okay. All right, so Bradley has more. two. Oh my more. gosh, Colleen it's has It's all taken.
2: down to this.
1: It is all down to this. Mm-hmm. And our throwback live at one forty-five. We have one more piece of pop culture audio to play for you. Whoever guesses this correctly wins the whole shebang. Can you tell me, Colleen Bradley, where this piece of pop culture audio is from? You have got it, dude. Bradley <laughs> let her call it Bradley you have to answer the question correctly where's Full that house. from oh that's tie. So I felt like that was a tie but whatever that's right Bradley Trainer. that piece of audio was from Full House Ooh, I good. set by Mary-Kate and or Mm-mm. Ashley Olsen as Michelle Tanner you've got it dude
2: do you feel kind of bad that you didn't get that one Carly? cut
1: it out do I get extra cause credit cause that's
2: like your favorite show
1: oh my lanta cut you too?
0: it out
2: well, here's so the good news, struggle. Colleen. You can uh, redeem yourself the next time we play
0: Throwback Live. Throwback at
2: Live at one forty-five.
0: I am so stressed out right now. You know, I can't even. My heart even. rate
2: like one. <laughs> Honestly,
0: up. tomorrow I'm wearing my heart rate monitor for realsies. <laughs> I feel like we have to. I, that I topped out
2: right there. I feel there. like we have to stand like five feet behind the mic. Oh gosh. Because otherwise, I feel intense? like if you turn on your radio, all you hear is like. Bah, 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 bah.
1: <laughs> that was an intense game again. We'll be back tomorrow with the throwback live at one forty five with five Good new work. pieces of pop culture Great, audio. Uh,
2: audio digging. Holly.
0: That was mm-hmm. fun. Good. Yeah. Just be lunking. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, kids are home
0: from school today and uh, we don't want this day to be a day wasted. And so we've got a little lesson for the kiddos.
4: With the kids home from school today,
3: Colleen and Bradley are here to help keep those kids educated. You're welcome, parents. Here's a math lesson. Take it away, Mr. Trainer.
2: The number of wives Gary Oldman has, plus the number of Oscar nominations that Meryl Streep has had, equals the amount of time that the Oscars went over last night.
0: That's five... Plus twenty one equals twenty six. Thanks, Snow Day School Teachers. Back to your regular dumb show. Oh God, why? Is I know, so rude? rude. But it's true. It's kind of a dumb show.
1: You guys <laughs> so smart after that math lesson.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know if we can finish a segment right now because I'm still coming down off of that.
2: are you? Yeah. The Throwback. No, live my, at 145? my heart rate's like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Like, I feel like I want. Like, I don't know. I need to Do sip you...
2: my green tea.
0: That's only going to make it worse, Bradley. That's a stimulant. Yeah, well. Well, you know. it's a
2: natural stimulant. What are you going to do? Um, that was that was fun, though, wasn't it? Yes, that we was We played this just, just to, to peel back the curtains a little bit. So um, we were practicing this last week, and we had a lot of fun, and we literally, all we did was just scream. Yeah, so, and
0: that's what they just heard, yeah. too. <laughs> and that was legit. I
2: mean, that was, that's, you know.
0: Oof, okay, well, I'm really excited, and I know you uh, probably are too, Bradley, because we have a very special guest coming up in the next segment. We all, well, many people were watching the Oscars last night, but most of us didn't see a lot of the films. Yeah,
2: we saw <laughs> well, one <laughs> of the best picture-nominated films just won. We saw a number of the actual yeah. movies because, well, you know, like Star Wars. Or, right, yeah, and Boss Baby, Woman.
0: you know. Coco and I just really watched all the kids movies but uh, you have somebody very special in your own life who every year makes a practice of going through all of the nominated movies and seeing as many as he can and it's your partner right yep and this year he achieved
2: well and let's a great feat yeah we'll uh we'll reveal the number when we come yeah. back how about that so yeah. I'll tell you how many of the 62 nominated films he saw and it's gonna blow your mind but he'll be here to uh, tell us what that experience was like. And yeah. um, hopefully we'll learn a thing or two. So
0: stay tuned because uh, Bradley's partner, Jamie, will be on the line with us to tell us exactly how many of the Oscar nominated movies he saw and what he thought of the telecast last night and the winners. OK, stay right where you are. We'll be back with you. We'll be doing some deep breathing in the break on My Talk 1071.